Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. My name's Tim Doyle, and this is Project Sports. What's Enjoy going on, projectors? Show. Welcome back to the show. I'm here with Caleb today. We are going to be going over a little bit of NFL preseason, some basketball drama that's happening in the NBA, and talking about whatever we want. We really don't have a, too much of an agenda tonight, but we just wanted to get an episode out there uh, just for fun, get some stuff off our brains. But Caleb, hey, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, doing well. Let's do this. Yeah, Brian told us to call him out and you know, make fun of him on the podcast as he listens back uh, tomorrow morning when he's driving in the car. So I guess we can just start with his uh, his crap team. Uh, pretty much probably the worst best ball team I've ever seen drafted by anyone. So he's probably going to come in last place. That's just me. Anyway, that's a shout out for Brian. Um, I guess we'll start NFL preseason kicked off tonight. I mean, the only reason why we're really excited about it, Caleb, is because why? That just means that, you know, we got football in a couple weeks, real football, but I'll sit there and watch it. I soaked it up. My wife was out tonight, so I was able to just chill, um, have a beer, watch some football, saw a couple highlights from different, you know, different games that were going on, but not too much, n- nothing too heavy. Just watching the Pats. A- anything fun for you tonight? Hey, just hanging out with the fam? Hanging out with the fam. I didn't get to watch any football yet, but I'm definitely going to catch some highlights yeah. of at least of my boy, Malik Willis, to see how he's doing. Ooh, some good highlights. It's a, some good highlights. A nice 20 nice yard run for a touchdown. That's all I'll say. And, you know, he looks, he looks good in that uniform. We were just talking offline beforehand. He looks good in that Titans uniform. You put that Titan uniform on. Okay. I tried. I tried to send like Denzel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, yeah, Zappy looked good. He had nice little some some diaper dimes as I call them, little back shoulder throws to some wide receivers. I was kind of surprised he looked better than most rookies that come in, but he made some <laughs> rookie mistakes too, some throws that were behind. But when the ones he connected on, he played all right. Uh, still shocked to this day that we actually drafted him. I wasn't expecting that, so that's pretty uh, pretty interesting. Um, but, yeah, I didn't get to see Mac. I didn't get to see any of the starting wide receivers for the Pats. Saquon Barkley had a couple runs, and then they took him out. But at least I got to see that. But no starting wide receivers, no Mac Jones. So I was sad. Maybe next game. Maybe next preseason. We'll get something out of there. But, uh, yeah. Malik. Uh, Zappy. That happened. The Prem opened this weekend. Right, Caleb? Yes. The Premier League. We can talk about the Prem. We can talk about how bad Liverpool was. (laughs) Let's bring up Liverpool first. Yeah, go ahead. Let's bring up Liverpool. They look like they just got over a drunk session for all summer. Like, they look lethargic. They played awful. Everything was was bad, except for, you know, they did tie it up, but they played against who? Fulham. So, no excuse. You need to smash that team. Disappointed. I I was talking about it with my friend Brandon, Caleb, uh, and he was like, he was like, yeah, it might not mean anything now, but, you know, Come down the stretch when you're going up against Man City. It could be that one point that you needed, or that two points that you needed to win the exactly. league. So it's like, that's, oof. that's why to me, like that's a loss. You count it as a loss for absolutely. I know obviously, they didn't lose, but it feels like they lost. Oh yeah, big time. And I already hated Mitrovic for like the last five or six years, and now I hate him even more because he played amazing and scored some great goals. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, the the bright side is. Got to see Nunes play. He, uh, Nunez, yeah, yeah. He had that really good goal. He did, and he looks 
like he's building great chemistry with the squad him Sala already um with Trent's weapons he's he's bigger than Mane is so it's a good trade-off with how much Trent puts the ball in the air with him and Diaz both athletic guys so I'm not mad I think it will be a good fit I don't like to lose a you know an easy game a team that just came back into the prem you're playing against a a team that just promoted up you should be destroying them pretty much and yeah under par 2-2 no I'm not a fan not a fan so who are you who are you sporting this year Caleb you know that's that's so funny. I was gonna. I was gonna have you decided with you? I have not ah, decided yet. I'm okay. still waiting for the transfer windows to to close out to make my final choice. There's still a few players. Uh, I seriously, okay. What about what about uh, was it? Not Rafinha. Um, the other kid, Rick Carlson. He went to Everton. I mean uh, Liverpool. I mean no Spurs. He went to Spurs. Yeah, is that Spurs. does that make you edge yeah. that way, or do you go to definitely, Chelsea definitely still, or or Arsenal? There's Arsenal too. He's got Arsenal Gabriel Jesus. Too, yeah. And that team, in those two, but I want to see where where Anthony ends up, and I want to see where. Do you think he's still gonna move? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Th- I I have a feeling he's not gonna move now, but if he does, well, it'll be interesting to see. I'll tell you something. Uh, Liverpool needs a, another midfielder. We got enough up top. Man, so. If he goes to Liverpool, I'll be on board for sure. Uh, I wouldn't be upset. <laughs> I wouldn't be upset. But. There's a lot of competition up front at Liverpool, so... you imagine him and um, the uh, Portuguese guy that's there? He played for Bayern Munich. Why am I... Gosh, short little dude. He's a, a magician with the ball with Hen- Henderson on oh, the field. Jota? No, 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 not Diego Jota. Um, you see the Portuguese for Spanish. I forget his name. Anyway, he would he'd probably fit in really well with that whole style of play, too. I mean, from what I've seen from Anthony, I don't, I don't know too much about him. But from the highlights that I've watched, I'd like to see him in like a full real game. Um, yeah, he seems like that style of play. Typical wing, you know, like fast, can take players on one on one. Oh, so then he's a lefty. Oh, he could play. He could play on the left side with Luis Diaz. On that's ooh. So you play like yeah. a. I think he usually plays on the right though. He plays on the right and like kind of cuts in and. Oh, and shoots with his left. Okay. Shoots with his left, yeah. All right, so he could play even on solid. Yeah. I mean, both both sides are fast. It's solid. I think Liverpool would be cool, but I think he would he would probably be coming off the bench because you got Luis Diaz, Nunes, and Salah. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. Those those four, if he was to go, they would have to rotate somehow. Yeah? And they got that young kid uh, coming in off the – Harvey Elliott, too. He's back from his injury from last year, kind of at full strength. So. Yeah, more I think about it, more likely they're not even going to transfer for him just because of the space and timing of it. That's probably what it is because I feel like they like him a lot. And who knows, though? Who knows? I've seen Liverpool just move on from a player, which has been – they've been right on most times. I remember Harry Wilson from Wales. He was coming up, and you know he's supposed to be this next big Liverpool star. Liverpool shipped him off to another team, and he's been dog crap ever since. He's not dog crap, but he just like – you're like, oh, okay, he's not top Premier level. That's why they moved him. And he wasn't. He's a great talent, but he wasn't, he wasn't top Premier League talent. So, well, at least from what I saw afterwards. So, yeah. Maybe Harvey Elliott will move, but I don't know. He's, he's, he's a pretty good player, too, because he can do a lot. Shooting the outside, dependable in the middle, tries to fight and win balls. He's from Liverpool, too, which kind of helps. It's kind of like Trent, go through the system. But 
They're, they got a lot of young young kids on that squad. I'm, I'm curious to see how the next few years will go. And if and if Klopp stays. Sorry, I'm going to Liverpool tangent. Let's talk about Man City. Um, so obviously Man City, they they showed up. They showed. Did you just up. say Man City? Man City. They they showed up. And I'm I'm still a little iffy on their defense. If that when they play like a real you know top team, you know Brighton is uh-huh. it's like you know whatever. Like I want to see them play against a good squad before I make. But they're offensively with Kevin De Bruyne and Holland. Oh my gosh, that pass, Caleb! You have got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. Holland is going to feast this year. How do you bend a through ball 30 yards on the ground and beat both center backs? Kevin De Bruyne is a magician. And then, okay, cool. You're never going to stop Holland once he gets on -on one-on-one. And he switched feet. He goes to the right. The keeper's coming out on him. And he just naturally just pops it back to his left foot and just wraps it around the keeper. I'm like, this man. I mean, is that a great description of it? Perfect. Like, how, how did he do that? That was, yeah. It's, a, it's severe talent. That's what that is. Severe. Like we were saying, Holland, just, we were talking in, the, in our group chat, right? That guy is just built in a lab the way he's... Yeah, 100%. Physically overpowers everybody. Physically, yep. Definitely overpowers anyone. He, he's like playing with children out there sometimes. He's just like pushing them around. Especially when the ball goes up. It's like, reminds me of when Ronaldo was at his peak too. It felt like that sometimes in the box. He'd just go up and... He'd be the only person even close to heading the ball. I've been like, okay, that's not fair. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like the same, same type of play at this point. He's gonna be fun to watch for sure. And having, I think De Bruyne is gonna make him so like that much better because obviously that dude. Yeah. Pinpoint those passes anywhere he wants. That's a great point because I don't think we've seen the ceiling at all or close from what Holland can be with the best defender. Sorry, the best midfielder in the world, in my opinion who is going to be able to lace some of these passes to him and make some absolute magic on the pitch because it's Holland's already a special talent. I can't even imagine even just, I mean, you're talking about even their, um, the German guy as well, like all their midfielders, he's the captain, Gundogan, even him, that guy's a magician too. So it doesn't really matter like on a day off or whatever, they're switching around their middies. They've got so many options where it's such a great fit comparative to where he was. He was already doing amazing things at Dortmund, and now he comes over here. It's right. it's gonna be unbearable for people, my, to be honest. My my biggest question on Man City is like, is Grealish finally gonna step up? Oh my and, goodness, yes, this know, is big. The hundred million dollar man is that what it was? Hundred million? Yeah, some something astronomical British is he number. Be that guy. That he's supposed to be. Oh, so why did you pay him? Because he's British. We need a Brit man on our team. That's why he got the 100 million. <laughs> they already had Foden. What's wrong with those people? Yeah, and Foden's a baller. He's a way better exactly. player. He's like, he's probably one of the, he's probably the best technical player I've ever seen come out of England, too. Dude, you know, that's that's your 100 million dollar man right there. Foden Lassie. Yeah. I love Foden. And he's a good was, player. We were watching, we were watching um, the Man City game a little bit at my house, and my dad was over, and my dad always just like, yo, whatever, like, players back in the day was so much better. But he was mm-hmm. watching, he's like, yo, who's that number 47? That kid is good. Yeah. I'm like, yep. Get this cool. kid a single-digit single, single digit number, please. Almost <laughs> <laughs> 47. What about uh, They lay waste so long with those big numbers. It's like, dude, this guy is starting all the time. Yeah, they need to give him, like, number... 11 or something. Yeah, seriously. Now that Sterling's gone. Okay, I'm, I'm so glad I don't have to watch a little prancing pony with his arms flop up and down the field. <laughs> have fun with them, Chelsea. 
Just a That's a perfect nose. match for you. Chelsea and Sterling there. <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. Go down there and suck. That team of Werner, he went back to RP Leipzig. Uh, so he's gone off Chelsea, yeah. which I, I'm, not, I'm not mad about because Timo Werner is a great player and he should be he should be on a team that's actually going to let him play more and Chelsea didn't play him enough. And every coach that would come in, they just changed their mind in such a short time. I don't know. I think they really goofed that one up too. Goofed a lot of things up. I think Tuchel, who's there now, the coach, he just got lucky that from where he's, from what he's doing. I don't know. I, when he won the Champions League and then like he got the job based on that because he was an interim coach. Not that he's not a, a head coach. It's just like, Whatever, I, I don't really care. What am I saying? Chelsea suck forever. Let's go. <laughs> I, think, I actually think Chelsea's going to be like, pretty good this year. They'll be Champions League bound at least. Oh, gosh, it's tough. I mean, it's not that tough now because you don't even have Manchester United even competing. They're just a bag of trash. I love that that little that video of that kid in England. Um. Uh, this is like an interview. It's like a, f- a funny video on like a, a reel or something. I'll send it to you when I see it next time on my algorithm. But uh, the, <laughs> the interviewer, this woman asks, oh, what's your favorite team? He's like, uh, Manchester United. And he like wipes his nose as he's saying it. Mm-hmm. And, he, and she goes, oh, what's your favorite player? And he goes, oh, none of them. They're all rubbish. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it has not been truer right now, except for outside of Cristiano Ronaldo. But he won't start because... He's throwing a fit and wants to get out of there, which I don't blame him. Because why would you want to be a part of a rebuild? It's Ronaldo. He's 38. Would you let the man go? Can we talk about this? How do you feel about this situation? Honor your yeah. contract or get him out? Nah, I say get him out. He doesn't belong Yeah, he doesn't belong there. He Do wants the to man play a the, favor. He wants to go into ch- play in the Champions League. Like he's, He needs yeah. to be on a team that's going to be in the Champions League. Not only that, if you're Manchester United and you brought him up through your system at, when he was a young young lad... And you made a ton of money off of him already. Why not just sell him one final time, make a little bit of a profit, and or just let him walk or do his thing in honor of who he is as a great player? I think everyone would have more respect for you because we all don't want to see Ronaldo's final years trying to help Manchester United get back into the the top four. And clearly, he doesn't either. <sighs> I don't know. Move him. Go to PSG. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, PSG. If I don't see a PSG Man City final, which I've been saying for the last three or four years, I'm going to be so pissed. Please, soccer gods, give it to us. That's what we want. Oh, I mean, obviously, I'm never going to be mad when Liverpool makes the final because, you know, that's my squad. But one of these times, I just want to see these two powerhouses. And you know what? The Neymar is playing pretty good so far. The French League has been going for a couple of weeks, yeah? Uh, they started the same week. Same week, sorry, okay. Yeah, oh. week. So five, five zero, I think. Five, yeah, 5-0. Five five they look good. They looked good in preseason too. I watched some of their preseason games. They look good. The thing, though. They they always look good in the French league. Yeah, I know. That's the tough part. We gotta wait till it's Champions like, League yeah. to see what they look like French and how they match up. Does not matter to me. Well, the roster looks good. Like the, the starting eleven. Phenomenal. Yeah, it looks the starting eleven looks good. Some of their subs they look good. I'm liking what they did going into this year, but, you know, same old, same old with them. It's it's kind of looked good every year, <laughs> and I'm expecting yep. them it's to... About, it's all about Champions League, 100%. 100%, yeah, it is. That's the truth. Nothing else really matters. Nope. 
except for when you're Liverpool and you have a chance to win all four trophies and you just muff it and you only win two. <laughs> I'm not salty, I swear. Ugh. Nottingham Forest, though, they're going to get kicked out. West Ham, not a good start for them. Southampton, I'm trying to see who, I, I want to try to predict who I think, because Brentford's not going down. Fulham, uh, they played great their first game. I want to see them in a couple more games. Leicester, Liverpool, Wolves, Everton, hmm, Aston Villa. Oh, yeah, they were on the they were on the fringe last year, but they played well down the stretch. And they got Danny Ings after Graylish left, too. So they're not in too bad of a shape. I would love to see Crystal Palace get shut down and thrown out of the Prem. I just don't like their jerseys. Literally is the reason why I'm saying that. They actually have some good players, and they produce a lot of good talent, too. Hmm. But you got... Bournemouth, who probably won't stay up there. They also struggled last year. I don't even know who they played in their first matchup, but it probably wasn't good. Oh, they played Aston Villa 1-2-0, and you get the second place. Uh, goals. That's why. So, golden boot. Harry Kane's going to win it, obviously. You know? They're... they're, they're, they're so? <laughs> I would love to see it. I would love to see it. He's already had a bad start because he didn't score in the first game, but... You never know. I mean, he's done it before. He won it like three years in a row or something like that. Um, but he's been in a lull, so he needs to get back into the swing of things. And it's a big year for him, too, because after this, his contract's up. So I don't know. Is it that part where it's like, oh, maybe you're a little too old? I don't know. Because Mane just got a good deal with Byron, so I don't know how they could say that. But I also heard Byron wanted Harry Kane. That was a rumor a couple months ago. I heard about that rumor, too. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't mind that. I'd like to see him go outside of England, but he's their, well, he's their poster boy. But so Beckham did the same thing. He went to Madrid, so why not, you know? Right. I mean, it is going to be interesting in Tottenham to see him, Son, and Richarlison, how they're going to all, you know, coexist, coincide play together. Because Richarlison was out this week. I think he was, yeah. mm-hmm. he was servicing a suspension from last year. Yep. He got, I think he got a red, red card in the final game. Uh, Everton, so... Yeah, yeah. and they, they killed it this week. Yeah, and Segerson is pretty good up top. I mean, with playing alongside Son and uh, Kluvisky, but they're I like their squad. They're not bad. I just need to see more of their um, defense and how they play against big teams too. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. It's like how do these how do the big clubs match up? Obviously, the little games always matter. You got to win them, which if you do, that's great. But you know, when I see some of the big titans in the Prem go up against each other, that's when I can kind of figure out, like, hey, okay, where does this team struggle? Because you can actually see def- more of their deficiencies. I couldn't believe. Let's talk about deficiencies. We got to talk about this real quick. Did you see the goal that Mitrovic scored against? Uh, well, the say the goal, the penalty, the penalty that Virgil Vintai gave up. I was in uh, shock. Yeah. I've never yeah. seen Virgil make a play like that. And obviously, we can all have a one-off. It definitely has to be a one-off. I've never seen him play the ball like that. Normally, he gets his foot there, but it wasn't even close. It was bad. Yeah, it was no questions asked. It was definitely a pen. Yeah, definitely a pen, which is just really out of character for Virgil van Dijk. But what, what can you do? I'm jumping around all over the place. My mind's going 1,000 miles a minute. All right. Um, what else we got? We got some uh, KD drama. Do you want to switch over? Do you got anything else on soccer? I mean, kind of set yeah, I mean, expectations. I think just excited to see, like, you know, what happens at the end of the transfer window. And then, yeah, I'm like... 
the soccer built-up is happening now, which is cool, but then NFL is going to start pretty soon, and then we're just going to be in full swing. Yeah, I guess so. But, Caleb, this is going to be crazy because the World Cup is in November into December, and obviously we've never experienced anything like this before, but it's going to be Prem and Champions League all of a sudden stop World Cup while football's going on at like some of the most pivotal moments of football, like at the end of the year. Mm. And Brazil opens up oh. on Thanksgiving Day. Oh my goodness. Yeah, dude, it's gonna be crazy. Uh, so this wait, your real thoughts, you, you really weren't like too impressed with their jerseys, Brazil's, the ones I sent you? They were cool. The blue ones are cool. Like, like I think you would. Be I like them. That. Yeah. They're they're all right. I kind of just like the classic. You don't like the button, huh? The button's kind of lame. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big button person either. I don't like when England does that or like any sort of collar. I like the basic like collar, to be honest. But it's fine. If they can win with those jerseys, then those jerseys will be legendary. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> Until then, those other those other jerseys that they won with are legendary. Yeah, that's true. That's a good yeah. That's a good way to point it. Put it because yeah, that really does end up happening. Those, you always remember what jersey they won in. Yep, like I still remember the two thousand, uh, two thousand two jerseys. Oh yeah, with the blue uh, shorts. Oh my gosh. But yeah, they're so fire. We'll, we'll see. They're, we'll they're see. cool. I I don't mind. Hey, I, I just like the, I like the away jerseys. They're pretty good. You know, they're not perfect, but I I do like the. Jaguar, look at the theme with Brazil. I think it's perfect. I think it's perfect. It's a good. It's a good. Uh, good jersey. But take a look at them. I'll put them on the Instagram account. I'll put them up there. But it's uh, it's pretty good. <sighs> yeah. So at the height, and that will be like as we're going into December, some of the most meaningful games in the NFL, while simultaneously about to have Christmas and Thanksgiving. My gosh, we're going to be overload central. I'm going to have to be on the podcast a lot. I'm just going to be here talking about the results of all these things happening. I, now that I'm settled here in Maine and I just got a new mixer system, right? Telling a kill about that. It just came in the mail today. So I can have people over the house and we can record a podcast while they're here. So if someone's here during the holidays, pff, yo, come, come into the office real quick. Let's sit down and talk some sports. And yeah, the wife wants to start another podcast due to our coffee business or whatever as like a trademark thing to go along with our shop that we're going to open up here in town. So that's pretty cool. Um, let's let's switch over to the the NBA. We got some drama there. So so walk me through some things that have happened with Kevin Durant in the past couple of days and week or so. Well, what are his demands, Caleb? Well, I think did we ever talk about the Jalen Brown situation? No, no, we can we can talk about that too. So, I guess to catch up on everything it was rumored that the Celtics offered Jalen Brown and some other Derek White and some other players and probably picks for Kevin Durant. The Nets wanted a little bit more. They asked for like Marcus Smart to be included, and basically the deal didn't go anywhere. But there seems to be some drama on the Celtics side now because Jalen Brown was obviously not very happy about being offered in the trade. But um. So that, that happened a few weeks ago, and then and then now the the most recent news I heard from Kevin Durant is he spoke with the owner of the Nets and basically told him that you got to choose me or the general manager and, and the coach, Steve Nash, because he does not agree with the direction that they're going in. So he basically wants them, he wants the owner to fire uh, the general manager and Steve Nash, get rid of them both, get a new coach, get a new GM, 
and then he'll stay or just like just trade them basically is what he's what he's saying so he's kind of he probably wants his own people in there i don't know i don't know who or what but i'm I'm sure he has some people in mind that he wants to be in there running the team probably so he can have you know more say in what happens um at least that's my thought but there's a, i think there's a good chance that he stays in in brooklyn now yeah i mean that's what it sounds like and expanding it all the way to January and I heard people it's just such a stretch talking about it today it's like really by that time when you're you're in January you're gonna know who you are you're not gonna want to break up the team you're gonna want to keep going and if the Celtics play well make the playoffs like they did last time and they just steamrolled people in the playoffs you know you don't even have to be number one two or three seed they got a host they proved that they could do it I don't I just think a lot of it's clout. It's like NBA-like drama that they love, which is fun. It's always fun. It's always a good time. But, yeah, I don't know what's real and what's not real at this point. And I know that I would say if the deal does happen and KD actually went to the Celtics, it would probably be like a week or two before the season starts or like days before the season starts, something like that, something mind-blowing. So the Nets could drag it out. Um, Brad Stevens can drag it out to see what they want to do. I mean, obviously, the Nets hold the ultimate control with it, too. So if they don't want to take the deal or don't want to send an offer back or vice versa, it is what it is, right? But to your point, I don't know. I just don't know what KD was thinking. Like, do you not pay attention to the league? Do you not know who Kyrie is? Why did you do this? Like, why did you come to Brooklyn with him and then give up in the first year you guys were healthy together and you guys just both gave up without trying to reconstruct your deals or recon, you know what I mean? Like if you're trying to build, like what were you trying to do at this point? If you like either they got into a huge fight and they're not on speaking terms and they have different directions of what they want, but at the same time, which would be fine, but it's like, it kind of made it seem like they had a plan to go execute. Like at least, LeBron went to Miami and then he went to LA and he went back to Cleveland and he executed his plan with what he was trying to do. Right. Am I wrong on this? Or like, I feel like Kate, Katie and Kyrie were trying to do something similar and they just, they didn't, I don't know. They're thinking too much about themselves. Would I be wrong in saying that Caleb? No, I think that's, I think that's about right. Their whole, whatever experiment they were trying, obviously failed out pretty bad. So miserably. Yeah. Like everyone thought this was the team. This was going to be the team to beat for the next couple of years. Then they added James Harden. And it was like, oh, crap, like, they have a legit big three all in their prime. Like, yeah. It's so I, I just can't I can't wrap my head around the fact that they're feeling so bad. It's, it's Even with trading James Harden, too, like, I don't know. Obviously, things went south quick. And it's like, you traded him for the psycho kid who doesn't want to play basketball and won't tell anyone why. Like, that's what you traded James Harden for. Like, you at least could have went out and got some pieces to so you could be able to beat the Celtics, like some bigs and some shooters to, like, help out. But, no, you traded for Ben Simmons, who doesn't even want to play in the playoffs for you. You knew that. Like, let's not <laughs> pretend like we didn't know that's what Ben Simmons may or may not. Like, there's a risk. There's a probability he wouldn't play, even if he was healthy. And that's exactly what happened. Supposedly, he was healthy, and he just didn't play. That's like, oh, goodness. You did this to yourself. I love every second of it, though. But if you're a Nets fan, this has got to be miserable. It's got to be miserable. I like the old Nets with Vince Carter and Jason Kidd and Jersey. And <laughs> no, those are the days. <laughs> those, are, those are the days. I was going through my, um, just like all my 
different jerseys I had growing up. And I have a Jason Kidd, and I forgot all about it. I have a Jason Kidd Nets jersey. You have that, like, crazy, like, uh, navy blue one with, like, the red writing? No, it's like a gray. It's like the alternate. The alternate. The alternate oh, jersey. the alternate like jersey. Yes, I know it's which like, one yo, that is. It's like, I've told, I forgot all about it, but. Yeah. Hey, there's no fault, bro. I got, I got my Carmelo Anthony jersey still. Those are the days. Those are the good days. The white and baby blue, full-stitched. Never going anywhere. <laughs> Should have kept my damn Pokemon cards, though. Man, don't even get me started. Man. I know, right? I had all of those. I had a really good condition Charizard. Oh, my gosh. The amount of money. <laughs> oh, terrible these days with all these cards. I, I really wanted to get into it, but it's just too much. It's too much for me. Can't do it. Don't have I, time. I'm getting into it now. Are I you? I bought some Pokemon cards. I bought some... Oh, buying them, but you're gonna sell them. You're gonna do the whole trading thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, like yeah. if I come across, if I would like if I have a good card and stuff that is worth something, yeah, definitely sell it. You're not even trying to convince me, but you convince me. Maybe I'll maybe I'll grab a pack. Dude, we gotta get um, we gotta get our our boy Dylan on here to talk about all that stuff because that dude. Yeah. Especially like Pokemon cards, he's really into it, so he could talk all about that. And then sports cards too, but. We gotta get Charlie on here for that. He's all about that. He's all about that. Yeah, he's all about the sports cards. Yeah. Man, we've been trying to get Charlie on this podcast since day one. He'll do it. He almost Someday. came on one time. We scheduled him and everything, and he just fell through because of something. Something happened. But so he'll definitely come on. We'll we'll get him on here too. And then it would be cool to have Charlie on here for like the prospect, the NFL prospects coming in too, to give us his take on some of these some of these guys because you know. I mean, I'll watch the highlights and I'm listening to other people, but sometimes like I do like that like personal like that kid who just like is not like a mainstream media person who just you know knows the game college game inside out. Like you know when we were younger, you used to feel like you would know like who the better players. When you have more time, you can invest. In. That's what Charlie's like. You talk to him, he's like he he knew before anyone probably that Brees Hall was the guy and no one else. You know, like he probably hit it. I mean. Some people did, some people didn't, but he probably would have known spot on. He's like, yeah, that's your guy right there. And he knows other players. Like, I know for fantasy, we're always focused on the offensive players. Yeah, he knows all the defensive players. He knows, like... (laughs) The offensive line, defensive line. Offensive line, yeah. Like, this offensive line is a beast. Yeah. (laughs) We're like, who? (laughs) Nerd. (laughs) Nerd alert. Nerd alert. Nah, so we've been drafting in best ball. So people, if you've never played best ball before, it's pretty fun. Uh, I've seen, I watch people on YouTube who just literally draft every single day. So <laughs> that's all they do because you don't have to do any maintenance behind it. It's like fantasy football, but it just starts your best optimal lineup, Caleb, right? And it just subs in whoever scores the most players. And you don't have to touch it all year. So if like you're doing money leagues like that too, and you're just like doing five bucks a league and you do like 10 of them, you know, you could potentially win, you know, 100 bucks in one of the five you put down. You know, all that kind of stuff, depending on how many people play in each league. But best ball is kind of fun. Like, it's it's not like once you have your dynasty league, it's good. But then you get that itch you want to draft. You don't want to play redraft in like a normal format. So you just kind of go for something else. Best ball is your game. I'm telling you right now. Fans of the show, if you don't know what best ball is, go play it. Highly recommend it. We just, we just got finished with one tonight. It was pretty fun, wasn't it, Caleb? Yeah, definitely. It's- a new concept recently, I think a lot of people who like just play like their regular home leagues redraft are not really familiar with best ball yet, but it's definitely becoming bigger and bigger every year. Yeah, we, we played last year, my, my first introduction to it, but I wasn't able to draft my own team. 
I followed what the results were, but I was like, oh, okay, no. I was like, this is kind of whatever. But then I, I got involved in another best ball um, at, that I did actually draft from someone else um, in Colorado when I lived out there, and it was fun to, like, follow it. So, no, this year I'm really excited for it. I mean, really, it's just like, you know, who has the best drafting skills, no trading or whatever like that. You can set it to trade and that kind of stuff as well. But right. There's the, different, different strategies in drafting for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You could take risks. You could take more risks, try to hit the home run hitters who may have like just a few good games a year. But when you hit those games, you have a really good chance of winning. Yeah. So like that's the best part I like about best ball is like you're trying to put people on your bench. Like you just said, it's very different looking at it because it's like, all right, can this guy pop off for a few games and maybe like get my score just a little bit higher? Like I'm not looking for, you know, a dude that's going to be super reliable all year. Like you have to change your thought process when you're making your picks. You're like, Hmm, I'm in the 26th round, 25th round right now. And I'm still trying to make it, you know, can this guy give me anything? I'm not trying to pick a rookie that has upside, you know, I'm trying to pick a dude that I know that could like actually perform something. And I've seen it before or however you want to go about it. But it's very, it's very cool. Because usually at the end of the draft, you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't, for me, at least it was. It was like every pick was, was meaningful to me. I was like, oh, okay. I think uh, I like this guy here. I like this guy here. I mean, obviously, it's less than the other top guys. But still pretty fun. Unique perspective. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Definitely. Highly yeah. recommend it. We play on Sleeper. So if you go to the App Store, download Sleeper. And um, it's cool. It's very interactive. Very uh, hip. And young, unlike ESPN Fantasy, is boring and dry and bad functioning. Um, Sleeper is a pretty good app to do a lot of things. We did NCAA on there. We've done uh, football, baseball, soccer. I don't know. Oh, they're coming soon with soccer as well. Um, they've always got releases coming out every year. They got uh, podcasts associated with the show, the Fantasy Footballers. So some pretty cool stuff. Buy little emojicons for your fight against death <laughs> for your mascot they call it a mascot yeah. it's a very I think it's a fun app once you get used to it I was very confused when I first started using it but now I love it I couldn't I don't think I could deal with anything else at this point to be honest <sighs> yeah I don't know is there anything else we could we should talk about I feel like this is probably let's just talk about UFOs I've been <laughs> I have I'm, we might as well just transition to this at the end because I mean like I said who's still listening to this at this point <laughs> <laughs> but if you are I've been listening to a few different ones Lex Friedman just talked to a if you're still out there Brian your team still sucks yeah your team still sucks Brian you suck <laughs> no, I'm just kidding I'm gonna we're, we're talking F1 racing with Brian next week he's gonna come on on Tuesday which is going to be fun. I don't really know anything about F1 racing. Do you, Caleb? Very little. He fell absolutely in love with it after watching this documentary, and that's like been his like new... He doesn't watch um, the Premier League and soccer as much anymore because he got so into it. And I was like, wow, it must be pretty good. And I've heard people, because I lived in Europe, a lot of people in Europe love F1 racing, but that's even more than soccer, which is just... I don't know. Uh, I guess I was like, you know what? Well, let's talk about it. We were talking about the after yeah. show, and I was like, "Let's talk about it." I was it's like, pretty, "I'll learn. I'll learn about anything." It's pretty big in Brazil too. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Aren't they? Big. They're like rock stars there, aren't they? Oh, I mean, they, Brazil had a couple of really famous uh, drivers. Drive yeah. Drivers. Yeah. yeah. One of them, um, his name was Ayrton Senna. He he actually died in a crash Oof. in the nineties. I remember being a little kid watching 
he literally died on national TV. Wow. It was crazy. He was like the number one racer. Like whoever the number one seed is or whatever, he was like the top guy. He, it's tragic. But then um, I think he made the sport really big in Brazil. And then there was another guy who came after him that was pretty good. And I know it's huge in, in Europe as well. Yeah, it's a big... Ger Germany, I think, is like massive. Yeah, and a lot, of, a lot goes into it. Yeah, Germany is huge. My buddy Brandon, he lives out in Austria. He's he's really big into it as well. And he was he was trying to get me onto it, and I was like, Nah, I'm good. Like I don't know. And then now, when this, that's why I told uh, I told Brian, I was like, Oh, you're the second person that's told me to, you know, take a look at it. So you know what, I, I probably should at this point, if more and more people are getting into it. But because yeah, I've never really been into NASCAR, I still don't even like. Is that is that still going on? <laughs> I feel, like it's a NASCAR. Whole, I feel like it's a whole other level. Though. It's just a war. It's a world. It's a world that I've never been a part of, and I don't right. intend to. But it's got to be a culture, southern culture thing too. We're from the north. I just don't. I don't know. NASCAR. It's oh, not yeah, around. Like I feel like if I was at a place that had a uh, a place for me to go watch a you know a match or a car race, sure I would go. Pretty sure there's one in New Hampshire. Is there one in New Hampshire? Pretty sure there is, yeah. yeah I could not. be wrong, but I have a feeling. Like a NASCAR-style one or just like? Yeah, Because yeah. I know they got like those like dirt racers and they do the monster trucks here and all that kind of stuff, but I didn't, I, I don't know if they have. If they got one there, maybe. Probably not, though. F1, I, F1 seems cooler. Like they're really fast. They're smaller, low to the ground. And the track. They actually have different looking tracks, too. Yeah, different looking Where tracks. NASCAR is just, a, just an oval. You just go around. Yeah, let's go around in circles. Yeah, the, their, their vehicles in F1 look super dope. And I started watching the documentary a little bit. And it's the teamwork that goes into all that stuff, even in NASCAR, too, it's just similar. But, like, it's not just the driver. Like, obviously, the driver is super important because it's really difficult to drive those vehicles but at such high speeds. But the teamwork that, like, your crew has to be sick and they have to be on point. So... I'm excited to learn from Brian. I don't know much about it. I'm probably going to ask a bunch of questions and write them down because I don't, I don't know much. Um, and then I'm supposed to do a Premier League episode breaking down, well, not just Prem, but breaking down European soccer, which I've done before in one of my other podcasts for like a 10-minute segment. But Jared wants to know why he should be watching it, and he wants like a whole breakdown so he can learn, and then maybe he'll pick a team and get into it. And I was like, hey, man, you do you. I'll do one. I'll do an episode like that, um, and I'll try to map it out real nice. And I'll just do it by myself. So we've got that one. We want one with Brian. We got this one. And then we got one with Doug. And we're going to be talking about a whole slew of things. UFOs, Lord of the Rings again. That's got the new TV show, Rings of Power, coming out. Um, but yeah. Anyway, the, Lex Friedman. If you get a chance, Caleb. It's a podcast. This guy named Lex. He's a scientist and he's also a martial artist too. He's friends with Joe Rogan. He has a podcast with a former, or not, I don't even know if he's former. I think he might still be active, but um, he works for the U.S. Navy. And off the west, uh, yeah, off the coast, the east coast of West, sorry, just off the east coast of Virginia. There's been like a ton of sightings, especially within the Navy. But now they have like a new reporting type system within, um, within the military where you can actually report things up. So like that's how everything works in the military. The lower level, you report it up. But some, if there's no avenue for it to go up to, meaning like if they don't want to hear about it, then they're, it's never going to get to the top. But now there's like an actual thing. If you see a UFO, you can actually write it down, write everything, your comments about it, and then send it up, which is interesting comparative to how they used to deal with things. Um, that would never be the case. 
Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Isn't there a new name now? It's not UFO anymore? U UAPs, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. Okay, there you go. Yeah, that's like the, the, they gave that new name for it, so it's not as like, because uh, UFO has like a bad tinge to it, because a lot of people just think you're from crazy town. But this is like a serious thing that's like flying over our nuclear airspace, flying over all like the east and the west coast of our country. And these vehicles are, these vehicles, I don't even know what they are, but they're these shapes. One of them is described as a sphere and then a, a box, like a prism box, a cube outside the circle. And these things take off. Like once they're sighted, they might stick around for like, you know, a second and then they just, they take off. And they're being seen by military pilots. Um, Commander Fravor, uh, I don't know how to say his name. I think it's Fravor. You can look him up off the coast of California, off the coast of Virginia, and over the top of... Well, the thing is, you know, you say that, and then, but the Chinese, Chinese Russians, Chinese they're also taking data <laughs> on these things, and they also can't track them. So, that, I mean, that's the only thing. And they're pretty public about it, just like all of them are. It, it could be any one of the, our countries lying, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. But these things it are moving, ten, like, sometimes they're moving, like, 10,000 miles per hour, Caleb, too. I, like, I that's, that's, that's the speed of rate in which these things, which doesn't make sense. That comes out of the Chinese government. No, 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 of course. Yeah, because they lie about everything. They said they had no COVID cases or something. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> You have billions of people in your country. I highly doubt it. Yeah, and then they also support North Korea to keep them in power. Yeah. Which is like hell on earth, that place. Oh, gosh. I need to do more research on the UAPs out there. Oh, I got but some I did, stuff for you. Don't even say did, that. I'll send it right over to you. I did see something where, like, like you were saying, like these objects. One that was almost like a pyramid-looking thing. Yes, that's a... That's ones that keep popping up everywhere. Pyramid. So not triangles, people. Pyramids. Right. But they said that it had something to do with the lens of the camera. <laughs> that's what, that, that was the that's, explanation that I That was, yeah, like, that's, that's always the explanation. That it wasn't, like, it had something to do with, like, obviously the footage, but the lens made it look like the object, like, distorted it a little bit. That was the, that was the explanation. I have no idea. Cool. You want to see the military photos that were taken? Um... Recently, of course. Yeah, I'll send them to you right now. But this, these, these were taken from a a U.S. fighter pilot. So, like, with their phone while while flying. So, they're probably the best photos I've ever seen. This one's really good, comparative to some of the other ones. And then I like what's the other one here? So, if you just type in on your phone, if you're listening to the show, if you just type in your phone UAP photos, Navy pilot. Or UAP photos in general, um, they should they should just come right up on your Google search. No big deal. But these are the ones that were shot from the jet, Caleb. I'm sending them over to you right now. Okay. Yeah, they're coming in. I mean, are they demons? Are they aliens? Mm -hmm. Are they angels coming for the second coming? Who knows what they are? But they are here, and they they have become more frequent in numbers since we bombed Hiroshima and Nagasaki in World War II. That's the, the trail of the increase, and they tend to follow nuclear powers. So I wonder, a lot of speculation, if you get deep into the talk about it, is are they trying to monitor any nuclear activity so we don't destroy ourselves as crazy humans, which is not wrong of them to do.
Just curious. Um, that is so a, a, something after, that people talk about. It. Are you saying there was an World increase? <laughs> then aliens are just gonna come invade. No, yeah. I'm not saying I'm not making any claims. I'm just telling you what I what. That's what I. I'm, that's what I'm hearing though. That's where you. No, no, no. I said World <laughs> War Two. No, I know, but after World War Three, there's gonna be a lot more nuclear bombs going off. So. God, I hope not. I, I don't even want to know what a nuclear warhead looks like today, to be honest. Yeah, dude. You saw the simulations. Remember you ran? <laughs> I did see the simulations, yeah. That's a crazy. big old space, dude. It's crazy. I was doing... They have these sites that, like, drop a bomb in this location, like, simulation, to see how far the range. Oh, my goodness. And I was just checking, like, New York City, because that's kind of where we're close to. Yeah. Especially me. And it reaches where I am. But it's not like... Is it the deadly. fallout or the explosion? Uh, I think the fallout. Which yeah, is, this, I mean, the whole like the whole range of damage, basically. Which means you still have to move anyway because oh, yeah, you don't definitely. want to live near that area. No, no. It would it would affect here, but it wouldn't like wipe out everybody here. Wipe out here, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'd, be, we'd have a chance to get out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like anywhere in obviously New York up to Connecticut and that whole area, gone. It's crazy, though. It's, like, mm. so crazy. You ever gone on to Google Maps near to Area 51 and uh, the site, site 4 where Bob Lazar worked? Bob Lazar. You know the Bob Lazar, the documentary that's on Netflix? He was on yeah. Joe Rogan's podcast, yeah. You can go on Google. There's, I can show you. Next time we're together, I'll show you. I'll show you some, uh, some weird, weird stuff on Google Maps. Hit me with the coordinates. I'll, I'll actually, I'll just send you some screenshots and I'll tell you, I'll tell, yeah, yeah. I don't like back out and show you exactly where they are. But anyway, let's just say, you gotta be, I don't know. Military's always hiding something. Government's always hiding something. Well, military just doesn't know anything though either at the same time. We just do what we're told. So the higher ups know everything. The higher ups know everything. Yeah. And depending on what they know they, as well. Oh. All right. You were, well, what, but what, you, were, you were like, before we go, you were in some classified spots, though, right? Where you didn't, I don't know if you saw stuff, but like you were in when you were in Colorado. Like yeah, look at the time. 11.43 at night. All right. I think that's all we have for today at Project Sports. Yeah, I worked at, I worked at the Cheyenne Mountain Complex. Absolutely. <laughs> Can't confirm or deny that, but yeah, that is what, that is what it is. <laughs> so... Well, yeah. if, you tell, if you tell us what you did, then you just have to kill all of us. So. Yeah, pretty much. So I'll just tell you offline, so that way just you die. All right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks for listening okay. to the show, guys. <laughs> Take care. Bye.